Luca, and these are my co-host Holly. Hi. And Buck. Hi. And we're an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rewatch podcast where Holly and myself guide Buck, who's never seen this show before, through the series from start to finish, sharing our thoughts, criticisms, and love for the show. So, welcome to the pilot episode of both the show and this podcast. Um, before we begin, we'd like mm-hmm. to just briefly introduce ourselves, because obviously you have no idea who we are. So, as I said before, my name is Bl- uh, Luca, <laughs> and I have been watching this show since season one. Um, I thought it was really cool that they were making a TV show that tied into the larger MCU, which is hilarious in retrospect, but it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, yeah, I've, I've been here ever since season one. I love this show. I love the characters. I think there's a lot that the show offers. And I am very excited to do this podcast. Yeah. I, first of all, I just want to say we're going to need to come up with a way to distinct to distinguish when we're talking about the show as an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the show as in the bus. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I suppose. <laughs> fine. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Holly. Uh, this The podcast resident MCU hater and Agent Piper stan. Um, <laughs> I've watched all of the MCU movies and read absolutely zero of the comics. <laughs> I... <laughs> It's wild because the MCU has been like a part of my life for over half of it now, which is fucking crazy to think about. And when I think about kind of like my relationship with it, a lot of like how I've grown as a person feels like it's reflected in like how I feel about the MCU over time. <laughs> um, wow. And it's, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. exists in this kind of like weird limbo space for me where I hopped on. Uh, at the beginning, sometime in season three, around season three, because yeah. uh, Luca was into it, and I was like, oh, I saw her blogging about it, and I was just like, oh shit, that seems rad, yeah. and I had like the MCU. Um, <laughs> and it's weird, because MCU exists in this space where, as my... Uh, love for the MCU at large has waned. My love for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has only grown. Um, so, yeah, I think a part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place is just, like, to figure out why that is and, like, also develop my own media criticism abilities rather than just read yeah. takes on Twitter. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And our resident not watched shield before yeah i'm i'm completely fresh i'm buck um i haven't i've always been into the mcu of course because nowadays like who isn't but uh like i've never really gotten into the tv shows for it and i feel like specifically i i'm really interested in agents of shield just because of the uh the kind of group dynamic rather than like look at this superhero go this one person you know so I'm interested in learning yeah. more about it. So, um, as we said before, there will be no spoilers in this podcast, but we will have a spoiler section at the end for people who are interested. I, um, wait, we are going to spoil the movies, though, if they come up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So there yeah, will be spoilers for about that. <laughs> uh, pretty much all of the movies up until Far, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, which just recently came out. Yeah, um, but like so, it just blanket going forward, like as MCU movies come out, we're just gonna spoil them if we've seen them. I think if they're relevant, yeah. 
Like, yeah, I think that's usually fair. they probably won't be relevant. Um, but yeah, that's just on something. The off chance. Yeah, something that we'll definitely get into <laughs> is just like the increasing irrelevance of the movies to the yeah. show. Um, <laughs> it but... does kind of like from what I've seen of you guys hyping it up, like it seems kind of like it's just kind of going in its own direction now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll we'll, and we'll, we'll get there. That yeah, we'll get there when we seasons. get there. Um, but again. Beware of spoilers. I don't think there's anything. If you've seen like the first phase of the MCU, I can't imagine there'd be anything in this first season that would be a spoiler for you. But just keep that in mind. Yeah, now, obviously no spoilers for the comics because none of us read them. <laughs> yeah, none of us have read the comics. Uh, so, I, but again, that doesn't hugely matter in the show because all of these characters are original to the show. Um, but mm-hmm. we don't read the comics, so if you are looking for like some sort of comic analysis, it's not us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is yeah. only about the TV show. So, yeah, because I could I could imagine somebody coming in because like what Agents of Shield does do is they take they take names and character concepts and like iconic yeah. like villains or heroes and like reimagine them to like yeah. a certain extent. Um, so like I can imagine somebody coming in, it's just like, oh, I wonder what the comparisons are between the comics, comic versions, and the TV show versions. Yeah. And you're not getting that here. Yes. You're free. Right. You should watch the show and, and draw your own comparisons there, because yeah. everybody should watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, since that's our first episode, um, we are going to go ahead and do general comments on the episode. So how'd y'all feel about it? It's a very, very strong start to the show, I think. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird because it, it feels like the most, it feels like the most, like, um, daytime television episode of, like, I, like, the entire series. Like, I think going into season one, we'll see, like, a lot more of that, but, like, it just feels kind of like weirdly commercial in like a yeah. weird it's way. It's kind of like the weed and touch, I think. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's like <laughs> super pretty and like done up in, in like makeup and like the wardrobing is like very obvious. Um, yeah. But it's still like despite that, it 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 does have a strong opening. I feel. Yeah, like. and I think what it does it sets up a lot of. Uh, mysteries. It sets up a lot of characters that we will come to know more and deeply love. As, and love as the series um, goes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's just a very strong opening in general because this cast is like fairly large for uh, the show in general, like the main cast and the extended cast. So yeah. having yeah, space for all of those guys is hard, but I think they do a pretty good job of balancing it. In this first episode. Yeah. Yeah, they set up a lot in this first episode. A lot of which they a lot of which is set up for like the show like season one in particular, but also the show at large. Yeah. Um and I will say it does set up way more than it can handle, apparently. The important <laughs> thing is I think it was I think it could like it wasn't overwhelming how much they threw at you in this episode, right? They no, yeah, just, like it's it's very cle- it's very clear. And, like, clean and easy to understand. Yeah. You might not, like, get all of it, but you, like, it's not like, oh, there's too much for me to, like, know what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it puts yeah. a lot of questions in your head. Yes. Yeah. And that's what any good pilot does, is it's, it sets up tensions that it pays off later. 
mm-hmm. because you can't pay it all off in the first episode or there's no reason to keep watching yeah right um, it's a movie at that point it's, yeah that's yeah, a... It's a movie which this show is not all unless right. you all watch it all in like one big string <laughs> <laughs> i think it's actually at this point impossible to watch every episode released thus far in one day yeah, you can, probably. You could you can even watch the first two seasons, right? Because yeah, it's like it's 23 hours. 22 uh, <laughs> yeah, hours a a season at least at the start. Yeah. yeah. So you could only watch the first season and like a couple episodes of the second season and then you're mm-hmm. done. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um but anyway, so now we're going to get into the episode walkthrough. So we're going to go scene by scene and just break down what happened, our reactions, our thoughts, that kind of thing. Um, so the first shot of the entire series is a montage of Sky. We later find out it's Sky narrating that, you know, the world has changed since the Battle of New York, famously with the Avengers. Their secret's out and they can't hide any longer. Obviously, this is the, you know... This is how they tie it into the movies and stuff. Yeah, and this, this is, is where they introduce the that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also where they start. They start teasing like the whole premise of the show. I like the whole pitch, initial pitch of the show, which is like, you know, like superheroes exist, and like this is like, what is like a world? What does a world for everybody else? What does a world with superheroes mean for everybody else? You know, yeah. right? Which is definitely one of the big things that the show deals with uh, going mm-hmm. forward. And in this first episode. So. Even in this next scene, I would say. Even in this next scene. Yeah, so after we get that scene of Sky, then we go into a scene where on the streets of New York and a man is talking to his son about what he wants for his birthday After, as they're looking at um, some Avengers action figures in a store window. The kid says he doesn't actually need anything. Um, Mike, who is the father assures him that, hey, you know, you have a birthday coming up and I'm going to try to find work. Um, But they're interrupted by an explosion in a nearby building and Mike climbs up the wall with his apparent superpowers to save the woman inside. (laughs) And Sky watches from the sidelines filming. Yeah, This is kind of like the big whoa moment. Like, this is where like you see superheroes outside of the context of like, oh, look at these. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think Mike is just I think it's always, I always go back to how interesting it is that they started the show with a non like I mean, I know Sky's at the beginning narrating, but Mike is not a main character in this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just interesting that they started on his story mm-hmm. um instead of going it's straight It's kind of in. like a Yeah, it's kind of like a metaphor, like it's just a guy, you know, he's not like yeah, important in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's also, I think it's also interesting that like they, the first superhero that they show in the show, uh, is like, the is like this everyman, like this kind of like, oh, he, he's unemployed, money's tight, uh, it's just him and his son, uh, and like they're also both like Mike Peterson's like a, a black man. And that, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, yo, like, this is this, this this feels fundamentally different from the MCU, yeah, or like the bigger movie superheroes in like a very very real way. 
One yeah, thing I that I, like... I really sorry. Oh no, go for it. I was gonna say one thing I really like is that like in the Avengers they're all like, Oh, this is Tony Stark, he's super rich, he's a billionaire, you know, and then like Bruce Banner is a famous scientist, but like he's Mike is the first person I think that like has a family that they need to care about and is also a superhero. You know? Yeah, yeah no, said... it definitely it's definitely a stark contrast. Which is almost which is like given what this show is trying to do with this first episode is like definitely intentional. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it just sets up the tension of the episode with uh, Mike becoming a superhero because that definitely is important to this show. Uh, so the next scene after we get the shield logo is we get a scene where uh, Agent Grant Ward, as we will come to know his name, is involved in a super spy mission. He basically gets told that the Rising Tide, which is a group that is not explained in this first scene, but we later learn is a hacking group, has blown his cover for his mission and he needs to abort. Uh, Ward basically says, you know, if it wasn't easy, it wouldn't would be fun. Any fun. <laughs> and he proceeds to break into this guy's mansion and steal... Um, what does he steal? Something else? Uh, Shatari was... Neural Link. Ah, uh, Shatari Yeah. Neural. Yeah, some MacGuffin that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So he right. steals a Shatari Neural Link and jets out of there like James Bond. <laughs> and that's our introduction <laughs> to Grant Ward. Can yeah. I just say I would watch a whole movie just like this spy stuff? Like the weird, <laughs> like the weird plate thing he gets and like the wall, like the chimney yeah. safe is like so whack yeah i it's it's so wild like even even the thing that happens after that which is he gets into the fight with these two two like nameless goons from from somewhere else like who knows they're just two guys that he beats up it's just like even the pacing of that fight is just like my note for is like oh wow look barely competent (laughs) action sequences um (laughs) but like 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 even beyond that like the like again like the fighting choreography is like fine it's like serviceable um but like the weird pacing of that is like there's there's this, this music it's like classical music playing in the yeah. background that's and then like you have the mistress slash yeah the mistress just yeah. like just standing around just like seemingly nonplussed about this whole thing and it's just like it's something that's like done before that kind of like weird like out of place like fighting in this like weird setting with the this the weird backdrop of the music but like the choices and execution of it is just off in such a way that it's just yeah. like I specifically want to mention like that blender thing <laughs> where he smashes the guy's head with the blender. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I was like, <laughs> really, really, <laughs> that's what we're going with here. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going with. Yeah, he also yeah. throws like an empty drawer onto a guy's head and then punches his head through it. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah I feel like it. I feel like this is such a funny contrast to the mic scene because as we were just talking about, the mic scene is like such a departure from the MCU up until this point. But I feel like I feel like this scene with Ward is like exactly what the MCU was up until this point. Right, but yeah. it's funny because he's almost like a Black Widow kind of figure, where it's like no superpowers, but he's so cool. Right. Yeah. They even he's... they even draw that comparison to Black Widow, uh, like yeah, a, a few on. scenes yeah. later. Yeah, because I mean, he, you know, he is the typical like James Bond. He's yeah. got it all figured out. He doesn't need a team. He's going it alone. He's doing the mission or whatever, which is which sets up a lot of 
Ward's, yeah. you know, whole thing with this episode and the mm -hmm. team. A classically attractive white dude. Yes, yep. classically attractive white dude. Oh no, whatever will we do with him? That's how you draw him in. That's how you draw him in. <laughs> Get him hooked with the white dude. Mm -hmm. and you hit him with the POC cast later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so the next scene, after Ward escapes on the helicopter, is we are transported to uh, a scene with Maria Hill, which obviously fans of the MCU will recognize because she is, mm -hmm. you know, in the movies. And she basically tells Ward that uh, she asks him what S.H.I.E.L.D. means to him. He gives her the answer of, you know, Strategic Homeland and Infantry and Logistics Division. And she's like, what does that mean to you? <laughs> and he goes ahead and says, someone really wants to spell out S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a great line. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really good. This this whole show is, it's like, I get shit a lot for watching this show and, like, loving this show. And a lot of that has to do with people think that the writing is bad. I'm just like, you. Th there are so many lines like that that are just so good and so much fun that it's just like I yeah. can't understand what people are saying when they say that. The Beyond is just like being fun, it also shows like this guy does not care about the like bureaucracy of this whole thing. You know, yeah. It's not like, like he's, he's he's in it for like apparently the right reasons, but he just doesn't care about anything else <laughs> yeah the he doesn't pink. buy into yeah. the he doesn't buy into like the vision of shield which is yeah. like kind of contradicts a lot of the stuff that he says a little bit later but like he's kind of not he's he's there to do a job like this is his job yeah. um and his job might be trying to achieve world peace but it's also his job yeah right um yeah yeah so I think, basically oh yeah go ahead yeah i think the other thing with this specific quest this specific exchange is that it's it happens so early on the episode and it introduces something that i think recurs thematically throughout the entire series is is that like is Hill directly asking this question is like oh what does what does shield mean to you like what does being part of shield mean to you and it's just like this question of like what does it mean to be a shield agent is is something that the show asks and complicates like very explicitly right. throughout mm. its entire run uh, and in very interesting ways too. And it's, it's interesting that it gets brought up here explicitly, like it's said out loud to somebody and, and like they give their answer, um, which right. reward is that like, they're the line between this world and the weirder world. And they're there to protect people, which is like, mm, like that's has some questionable, like for me, at least that's like, mm, that's right. a questionable answer, like in terms yeah. of like, its morality, but like it is an answer and like a fairly straightforward and like uncomplicated answer. Uh, and I think even later on this episode that gets the show kind of complicates it. Uh, yeah. And I yeah. feel like, I feel like, again, going back to this is the pilot episode of this show, one of the things that good pilots set up is, you know, key tensions that are going to continue out through the rest of the show. And I think that's definitely one of them is what does it mean to be an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Which right. is, like, compounded even even more, like, in the fact that, like, that's literally the show's title. Like, the show is called Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's, like, the fact that, like, that concept... It's not just S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, the fact that that concept is called into question at all is, like, really interesting to me. Uh, and also yeah. frustrating in the way that they handle it, but uh, we can talk about that <laughs> during the spoiler section, so yeah. I don't have to cover that here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she then goes on to reveal that 
actually, Ward has been recruited to be on Coulson's team. Uh, Ward, you know, shugs her off and says, I- I'm level seven. I know that. Agent level six. Killed. He's level six. Or level six. Level six, yeah. sorry. I'm level six. I know that uh, Agent Coulson was killed in the line of duty. And uh, Coulson steps out dramatically from a dark corner and says, Welcome to level seven. Oh, we we love that. Oh, that's yeah. so love good. It. It's we really good. It. Um, yeah, this that moment is such a good... It's probably perfectly illustrative of how well this show does character building in, like, a split second. Um, yeah. That moment, it's like Colson said, "Yeah, delivering a cool one-liner," and then immediately undercutting it by talking about how <laughs> he was just standing in a dark corner <laughs> for like yeah. that entire conversation. Yeah. Um, like, just says so much about who Colson is and his attitude towards everything going forward. Um, yeah. And yeah, this show is so good at moments like that, just like very snappy <laughs> and very very fun. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of what we see from Coulson in this episode and what we've seen from him in the MCU is like, yeah, he's like this shield agent, but he's also like this, like almost like dad joke dude mm-hmm. who like is super chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that, again, there's some great character moments in here, and I think that's definitely one of them for Coulson. Yeah. Um,. So while they're talking about this, we get shots of Mike and uh, Sky is stalking him through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't weird at all. It's not weird. It's fine. Um, and then we cut back and uh, Colson is explaining to Ward, you know, I actually stopped breathing for 45 seconds. I didn't actually die. Maria Hill says, oh, you're exaggerating. It was eight. It gets longer every time. And then we are introduced to the team concept that will fuel this entire show mm-hmm. as Coulson tells Ward that he's assembling this team that's sort of outside the normal bounds of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he wants him to be a part of it. Uh, we get a short exchange with a doctor that comes in telling him that Fitzsimmons have not been cleared for combat, but it shouldn't be an issue. And then he requests that Coulson rests more, but Coulson said he's doing fine. He tells him that Tahiti is a magical place and that he should visit. And then we get an ominous exchange where the doctor says he doesn't know, and Ooh. Maria says he can never know. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, never, we'll never figure out what happened there. They never tell you in the show. It's no, yeah. absolutely yeah. never. I want, yeah, I want, to, I want to ask, but I, I think we... Yeah, I want to ask what <laughs> what your theories? theories are. Yeah. Okay. So I, think I, we think... Are, I think I already have an idea, but... I want to hear what you. I want to say. say coming out of Captain Marvel, okay. I think Skrull is up there. Maybe Skrull? I don't know. Okay. Skrull. some sort that's of cloning okay. stuff is going on. Cloning, right? yeah. I mean, that's totally within the bounds of Shield. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I don't really know what is like. Mm-hmm. What is there? What is their limit? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know. Okay. You know. People talk about how people talk about how when franchises push start pushing the bounds on like like what space they exist in, they actually they inevitably literally end up in space. Um, 
And S.H.I.E.L.D. is no exception to that rule, (laughs) is what I will say. If you have to ask what the limit is, just know that there's literally no limit. So anything Mm -hmm. that you're thinking of will probably happen. Right. Even the the MCU cannot hold this show back. (laughs) No, it can't. It's but too yeah, powerful. I think scrolls and cloning is a pretty good idea. Yeah, scrolls yeah. and cloning is a solid guess. Yeah, solid, solid, mm-hmm. tried and true sci-fi test. So yeah, um, either that or maybe he's an illusion. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh spooky, spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this scene is obviously important for the hints about you know what happened to Coulson. Ooh. Yeah, because the whole thing, the the whole thing with the show, because Luca, you told me about this, is that the show spawned out of the whole hashtag Coulson lives thing, right? So the fact that like, (laughs) like the fact that Coulson, that Coulson literally lives is like, that that's part of the mystery of the show. Like (laughs) that's one of the questions that the show raises is is really fun to me. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know. This is why I think it's interesting that they started this show. Because, you know, I feel like the conventional wisdom would be to start with this scene. This would be the cold opening, almost. Or, like, have the scene with Ward and then have this as the cold opening. But they don't do that. And it's it's interesting that they save this until, you know, a good five minutes into the episode. Yeah, at the Um, time, like, Coulson was the big interest, I think, for figuring out, like, what this show is, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the fact that they introduce a member of his team and like a random person to begin with is actually pretty indicative of how the show treats the ensemble. Like it's not, it's mm-hmm. about Coulson, but it's not all about Coulson. Yeah. Like stories. I would say if you could, if you, than... if you could assign a single protagonist to the show, it would not be, it would not even be Coulson. I think it would be Sky. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You think it'd be Scott. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll wait. get into that. Like that. I think that's, I don't think that's like a, like a controversial opinion to have about the, like if you watch well, the rest of the show. Blah, 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 blah. We don't want to get too far into that. Maybe right yeah, now. maybe <laughs> like but yeah. I think but yeah. Sky is definitely plays a big role. Yeah. And okay. I think honestly all of the all of the main cast gets like plenty of opportunities to shine in this show. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's never a thing where right. y- yeah. you have one character that maybe feels a little bit lacking. Like all of the main cast gets treated with <laughs> the respect and uh, yeah. authority that they should. Yeah, I think That's the reason why I would good. say Sky would be the protagonist is because she serves the kind of like typical protagonist role. Is like she's the the kind of like viewer stand and like she's the entry yeah, point yeah. into this world. Like she's she's coming into it in fresh eyes, and so are so are we. See, that's um, interesting because, like, from my from my take on this, at least from the first episode, I thought Ward was the protagonist, mostly because mm. he was set up as like you know the cool, suave James Bond guy, and they also yeah, deal with his sure. like whole like lone wolf kind of situation this episode. Yeah, yeah, that's and I feel like they, I feel like they almost intend to that because again, they introduce Ward before they even show us Coulson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe my like maybe right. my opinion is a little bit more controversial than I thought. Then, yeah, because yeah, that's that. Those are very uh, valid points, also. Yeah, but I'm also I, one again, episode into I feel the like, show. So. Um, one of the interesting things. This is not Shield, but with the Orange is the New Black show. Um, one of the interesting things I read about the director on that show was she was like, you know, the main character is like this white woman. 
And she was like, but she was just my my entry point to a whole host of other more interesting characters. Like she is the protagonist, All but right. like the ensemble is what makes this show. And I feel like Shield also has a similar mindset yeah. there. That's a yeah, good way but to like put even it, yeah. even that like like you said, like for me the entry point is is Sky, but for like Buck it sounds like it's war. It's like the fact that yeah. like the show the show doesn't doesn't lean on any one character in that way. Yeah. Um even Coulson, or you can kind of yeah. Even Coulson, yeah, yeah. Coulson could could very easily for somebody who's like who's very who is very attached to that character in the movies. I could very imagine Coulson being like the the entry point to the ensemble. Yeah. Um, All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So next scene. Uh. So we get a shot of Sky in a diner. She corners Mike and she tells him, you know, you're a superhero. You can do stuff with this. You should go public. Mike basically asks her, what's the point? <laughs> He's enough to deal with on his own, and he doesn't want to deal with it. But, you know, Sky makes it clear that there would be benefits of him going public, including, you know, getting his job back and providing for his son and all this stuff that he is clearly interested in. Yeah. I will say right. her case is on that front is so weak. Like, she doesn't explain at all how he would, like, how that like he would get his job back or anything like that. Because, um, like, the other thing to yeah. know is that she's very clearly also pursuing, like, her own agenda, which is, like, this transparency of information type thing. Like, she wants right. she wants Mike the to be... The whole hacker type, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She wants Mike to be out there because she doesn't want S.H.I.E.L.D. to cover it up. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Sky wants to be the one who broke the story. I mean... Yeah, yeah. That's also Like, true. I feel like that's a part of it. Is that she wants to be the one who is friends with a superhero, and she wants to be the one who made him a superhero. And I feel like yeah. <laughs> kind of like a secondhand power kind of thing. Yeah, she yeah. wants to be. She wants to be the guy in the chair to reference another yeah. MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to be the guy in the chair. So, but I think yeah, it's I again. I really like Mike's character in this episode. I don't know if I said that actually, but I really like Mike's character in this episode because, mm-hmm. you know, his struggle feels very real and relatable. Um, and especially in this scene where he's, you know, he's sitting there and he doesn't want to be famous. He just wants to like get a job and help his son out. And then he's you the have this man, like yeah. crazy girl come and tell you all your problems will be solved if you do this one thing. And it's like, ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And I, we also get the great line from Sky, you know, <laughs> with great power comes a lot of weird stuff. You're not. You're not. What a good fake out. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. which is such a good line. Really yeah, like. it's such a very like sky thing to say too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Coulson tells Agent May. Um, oh well, Coulson goes to meet who we we later learn is Agent May in a office where she is, you mm-hmm. know, literally creating the red tape, as he says. <laughs> and she tell he tells her that he needs her to be the pilot for the bus. May says she's you know retired from action, and he says it's okay. She'll just be the the uh, the driver, basically. Right. It's a low intensity mission they're going on. Nothing big. Nothing, Nothing big. big. There's no crazy aliens yeah. or like shooting things. No, no, no. Yeah, she's just it's driving fun. the bus. She's driving the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is our first introduction to May. Um, yeah, she is another she's one of our badass. Characters. Yeah. She is badass. <laughs> she's badass. This whole exchange is so fun because it it very 
it very well sets up the rapport that Coulson and May have with each yeah. other. Like the the line about the red tape and then May's like little half smile that she does yeah. so well. The paperwork um, is also I think kind of funny there, yeah. Yeah. And she's literally like pushing papers and yeah. like, gives her shit about it. Yeah. But yeah, I lo- I love May a lot. She doesn't really she doesn't have a big huge moment this episode, but I feel like they set up you know, why is she retired from field work if she's so good? Like, why mm-hmm. is she back pushing papers and, like, stapling things? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, there, obviously, there's the scene later where she just, like, beats up that dude. Like, just, like, fucking yeah. straight up and, like, kicks his whole ass. <laughs> which um, is crazy. Which is crazy. Um, I but... feel like it's kind of hinted at by, the pres- by like, the banter between... Uh, between Coulson and May, though, is like yeah. she's obviously active duty. Or oh used yeah, to be active yeah. duty. You know, but I think, but yeah, I think, history. yeah, I think the 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 line that really sets it up that really like had me asking questions when I first watched this was like the line with between Ward and Coulson when yeah, that uh, when May walks by. I mean, we'll get to there, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, I the cavalry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's it. I feel like May is one of those characters that clearly has a lot of layers, and we don't get to explore it a lot in this episode. But I think we will later. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if you know who she is, Buck, in real life. Her name is Ming Na Win, and she was Mulan in the original. Oh Mulan. yeah, okay, I did she hear was, that. Yeah, yeah, she was Mulan. She was also Chun Li in, in the Street Fighter movie. Yeah. She kicks. She kicks so much ass, like just in her whole life. That's where she learned the moves. Yeah. Um, no, no, she's, she's like, like straight up not. like a martial artist. Yeah, she is. It's there's a really funny like photo shoot that they did for this season, where it's literally um, Clark Gregg who plays Coulson holding various things for her as she kicks them to, to pieces. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> she's like also so such funny. a. It's also so funny to see her play May because she's such a goofball in real life. <laughs> she <is. laughs> she's uh, she's an amazing person. Yeah, she's so funny. <laughs> um, but she's great. I love her. But yeah, every time every time someone like sees the show, I have to be like, "That's Mulan." Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's so great. Uh, all right. So the next scene is um. So Ward walks into a hangar, and we see the bus for the first time, which is actually not a bus, but a giant a aircraft. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Yeah. Who would have guessed? guessed? So I wish the... I wish they they had kept that joke running just like a tiny bit longer. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> instead of like revealing it like literally the next scene, but it's still a good. It's still a good. Yeah, I didn't bit. really think about that until like. It... Until, like, just a little bit ago, it was, like, I didn't realize that the bus was going to be... I didn't think... Obviously, I didn't think they were hopping on a school bus. Yeah. But I was, like, okay, so the bus is, like... Well, it's S.H.I.E.L.D., so I knew that there was something happening, but I didn't... I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't, didn't realize it would be a whole-ass airplane. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still... It's... Yeah, it's another one of those things where it's just a, another, like, fun little bit. Like, the, just the fact that they call this huge-ass plane the bus is just so much fun to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really great. Uh so yeah, Ward walks into the the hangar with a bus in it. He walks up um and he meets two scientists by the name of Fitz and Simmons. 
Mm-hmm. And they talk circles around him before Coulson pulls up in a red convertible named Lola. <laughs> I want to say these are my favorite characters so far. Same! Oh, yeah, <laughs> welcome to the fucking Fitzsimmons <laughs> podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Fitzsimmons podcast. We are only Fitzsimmons stands here. No one else mm-hmm. is allowed. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I sincerely apologize if you're listening to this and you, for whatever reason, don't... Uh, Ship these two. <laughs> I, I you apologize. Ship these two or lost. like these two. Yeah, I apologize. I know, like, I sincerely apologize ahead of time. Um, because, yeah. yeah, it's, we're gonna, we're probably gonna talk a lot about it. We talk a lot about I, them because I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am such a sucker for, like, the duality thing where it's like, yeah. oh, you've got one bio, one bio engineer and one tech engineer, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, so I've... cool to me. Yeah, and I love how they introduce um, them as one single unit. Like, you don't even yes. know it's two people in the first scene that they are, like, mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's only in this scene that you realize, oh, there are two people. Their names are Fitz and Simmons, not Fitzsimmons. Yeah. It, it works really well because Fitzsimmons is, like, an actual name and it's a yeah. built-in yeah. ship name. So Yeah, it's a built-in yeah. ship name. Like, <laughs> what more can you want from this Yeah, show? it's it's... They're very good. They have such. They have by far. I mean, I could. I think I'm gonna say it. Like, I think they have by far like the strongest performances in the entire series. They have yeah. also by far the strongest performance, the strongest opening performances out of any of these characters. Yeah. Also, they have mm-hmm. just great chemistry, and mm-hmm. the actors that play them talk a lot about how hard they work to make sure that chemistry is like intact, even in these uh, first few episodes. The banter is so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah, but this show, yeah. this show is worth watching. Like, even I will say, like, I I think a lot. I think myself included get very exhausted very quickly when people start talking about ships that you don't care about. Yeah. Um, I think even <laughs> if you don't care about Fitzsimmons as a ship, just them as a as a pair, like in whatever yeah. context, is so so like genuinely good and fun and entertaining yeah. that this show is like worth this pilot episode is worth watching just for them yeah. to see if you're if you like it or not yeah because like they just sit there and they're talking a whole bunch of science babble about like shit no one cares about the harry potter <laughs> thing or something yeah, yeah. They, they mentioned her, she's like i i'm not hermione i can't make instant paralysis <laughs> yeah. with like this fucking tiny amount of, of space like, that you've left me and it also <laughs> creates such a great opportunity to see how they're going to interact with ward who is like this very serious yeah yeah dude. it's so funny like they just literally like, he's like he's like chucking away his phone yeah, yeah just like just like here's like i need this i need this like i need this this uh this like communications device synced or whatever it's like it's a brand new model fits immediately takes it and smashes it uh <laughs> yeah, Ward just, just looks so there, distraught like, Ward just looks like so <laughs> distraught and then like it like without even a mo- Beat passing. Simmons just rushes up and just shoves something in his mouth. Yeah, it's, like <laughs> it's so just like funny. Ward, who's already just super not into this whole thing, <laughs> is right. just, just off to of an out of the water awful there. start. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. And again, I think this pilot sets up a lot of character dynamics. This is definitely one of my favorite. Is like Ward and Fitzsimmons because <laughs> they're so opposite of each other. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So then we get a scene of uh, Coulson showing Ward around the bus, explaining, you know, this used to be top of the line stuff back in like the 80s, but it kind of fell out of fashion once 
they got some better models, so they've refurbished it into the bus. Um, as they're walking, May comes up and says, you know, wheels up in five. And Ward is like, wait, He's you like, have what? Melinda May as like a person on this team. And Coles yeah. is like, oh, she's just driving the bus. <laughs> yeah. He's like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, like I think the the line that really like is just like, oh shit, like there's something up with May. It's like the way Ward says like Melinda May is just the pilot. And then he right, like cause... asks like Ward, he's like, Come on, come on, sir, like what game are you really playing here? And, and Close was just like, She's just the pilot. Like, you know, up until like... this point, like you don't know that she's like famous in the organization, right? Yeah. This sets it up like she's a legend basically here. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I again this is one of the things this pilot does well is it sets up all these tensions that you want to know, like, wait, what is, what's so impressive about this, you know, this woman that, you know, mm-hmm. tight ass Grant Ward over here is like in awe of her presence, just like walking past. Yeah. Right. Because of that, like she already feels badass and she didn't even like do anything yet. Really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's badass by association. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Yeah. It's really great. Um, so we jump back to um, this like montage thing again that they did at the start of the episode, uh, where Sky is basically narrating another um, video before Coulson appears, opens the door <laughs> to her van, which she has been living in, and exposes her as the member as a member of the Rising Tide. I love how just, like, instantly in this moment, like, you realize, oh, wait a second. Aw, oh, she's not, she's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, she's, yeah, she's just in her van. Um, yeah, she's, like, some second-bit hacker who's, like, <laughs> posting all these scary videos. But in reality, she's, like, a, a homeless woman living in a van. They c- they could have given her, like, a studio and everything, but the fact that she's literally just in a van and it looks like she's sitting in, like, a public toilet or something by the space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like... Yeah. I will say, so like, funny. that's... It's very funny. It also kind of... Like, the subtext of that is a, is a tiny bit frustrating to me and just the fact that, like, they just don't give her point of view much serious, like, consideration in terms of, like, her own, like, idealism and politics. Like, it's always her position in in terms of, like, the rising tide is, is, a, is a little bit treated as a joke, uh, kind of subtextually, which is, like, mm, uh, but at the same time, it's just, like... I feel yeah. like if they had gotten too serious with it, it wouldn't be as entertaining, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, that's not the, what this show is. This show isn't setting up, like, a... a a dyna- like the show is setting up a dynamic it's like of Sky's idealism versus like the bureaucracy and like down to earthness of Shield, which like maybe is not actually the case, uh, but uh, but it does. I think there's a there's a line in episode two. I think that that makes me really go like, oh wow, okay, they they're really not concerned about that. Um, but like again, I I we recorded this episode backwards or recorded the spoiler section first, but like I mentioned in the spoiler section that like part of me, uh, part of me knows that this show isn't going to concern itself with like critical views of like politics and stuff as much as it kind of starts to ask those questions later down the road. Um, But definitely at this point, it's just like, 
okay, like this guy's just like a, a ha- like a homeless hacker lady, and it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of cute and funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely play that moment for comedy more than actually taking her views seriously. Um, mm-hmm. Though I feel like to push back a little bit, I mean, she is right. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. These people are going to abuse Mike, probably, if they get him. <laughs> Which is, like, eh, probably not the best. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, the show the show itself doesn't want to think that, or doesn't want you to think that in yeah. this moment. Um, yeah. Uh, which is kind of frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, I think, I do still think no. that moment works. I do still think that moment works for me. Like, where it's just revealed that she's just in her van. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's um, pretty funny. Yeah. Also, I think it's, like, very good because it shows you, like, oh, she just did all this to shield from the inside of a van. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. How good of a hacker she really is mm-hmm. because, right. I mean. Like, it's they're... it's not a great situation she's in, but obviously she's been doing good work in there, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have to have a, a huge backing behind her. She has her laptop, a van, and Wi-Fi, and she can do all this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she also she also makes it work in an interesting way, like in the terms of like she she's res- she's it kind of sets up Sky's like like extreme resourcefulness, where like yeah, oh, like I'm I don't have a house. I'm living in a van. I'm going to make use of that. I'm going to tie my encryption to the location of my van so that I can't nobody can access my shit unless they park my van in this very specific right. spot. Which and it's like, oh shit, that's like good. very clever. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um. So our next scene is they take Sky into custody, and they question her about her connection to Mike. Um, she says, you know, how can I trust you? You covered up New Mexico and Pro- Project Pegasus. And so, of course, you would cover up something that she calls Centipede. And in the most spectacular <laughs> acting I've ever seen. You just see them both look at each other like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or <laughs> scratches the, like, the back of his, his ear neck. very obviously. It just melds with the most high Ugh. intensity. Just like Centipede. And it's just like, acting Ward, like a you absolutely. Spy. Dumb I love how, spy. yeah, like, Ward is supposed to be this super spy, but he can't even fucking, like, signal <laughs> this thing to his co-worker without blowing the shit completely. No, Yeah. It's, it's so funny. funny. I, I like to imagine, um, like, the, the first scene in this, and I'm like, oh, well, he just got, like, like, that's just cut in a way that looks, like, really good, but he's actually mm-hmm. not, not <laughs> wonderful, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, maybe think... he's... He's good at the action. He's not good at the people. Maybe that's yeah, maybe that's yeah. That's, that's, that's also established yeah. very early yeah. on with the spiky poop. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the spiky poop comment that Maria <laughs> um, makes. Yeah, yeah. Ward is like definitely not a people's person. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I feel like even even Ward would know not to give the ghost eye that easily. Yeah. But yeah, he is. So he blows the cover, and Sky realizes that they don't know what centipede is. Um. And she <laughs> is like, what are you going to give me in return for my information? Because I know what I know and you don't know what, what I know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, it's this, this scene is pretty funny, mostly for the terrible acting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah. Also, the thing with the uh, where they said she was a cosplayer at Stark Towers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
that was pretty great. I I mm-hmm. love all those like I love how dismissive Ward is of her at first. Because, you know, they found her in a van in an alleyway. <laughs> and he's like, this girl can't be shit. But it turns out that actually Sky is way more resourceful than they give her credit for. And knows a bunch of stuff that they don't actually know. Which is, you know. Yeah. Cool. I think another good, like, this show has, this scene in particular has a lot of good moments. Another, like, very fun good line that i just want to shout out here it's just like ward like in the opening of this like interrogation scene Ward just like rolls up to her and, and he's like okay so that's like there are two ways you can do this you know like classic opener and and sky <laughs> like being herself being sky just like is one of them the easy way and war's just like flat out just like no yeah. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> it's such a good exchange um, yeah. And this uh, whole time, Coulson is just like standing there with this like half smile on his face because mm-hmm. that's just what Coulson does, and it's it's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So then we see uh, May and Fitzsimmons arrive at the scene of the explosion we saw at the top of the episode. Um, they begin looking around, and uh, Fitz deploys a swarm of drones. He calls the dwarves, that's which so I love good. dearly. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is the first time we see the Fitzsimmons tech deployed. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Let me just finish this scene, actually. So the dwarves swarm around, and they eventually find uh, what appears to be some sort of alien goo <laughs> that's leaking out of a contraption <laughs> on the floor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is the uh, first Fitzsimmons tech we see on screen. Uh, they do a lot. Well, I guess the night night gun is at the top of the episode, but we don't really linger on yeah. that too much. Obviously, like the big thing here is the dwarves, but you can yes. also see like like Simmons's like bio knowledge almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, you, love... I think. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, Luca, because I feel like we're yeah. about to say the same thing. Yeah, I feel like we're about to say the exact same thing. Is I love how quirky and weird Gemma, uh, Simmons is in this episode so much. Yeah, like she, like, she just like gets down the floor with these like dead, like burned bodies, and she's like ecstatic. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I love this. Oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, she's yeah. she's so she's just so happy. Like she's like she is most in her element around like weird like broken like dead bodies which yeah. is just the, so wild the and contrast funny. between her and may who is supposed i mean she is like a trained fighter but yet like not that wild about this part of the job you know yeah, yeah she's just like sitting there at the back just like overseeing and fitz yeah. is right. just meanwhile fitz is just like not having any of this it's just like yeah i invented these drones so i don't have to do <laughs> any of this <laughs> yeah, he's just like super grossed out and like doesn't want to be here and like all this mm. shit. And meanwhile, Simmons is just like, "Oh my god, dead bodies! Like this is so exciting." And I'm like, "Simmons, please!" <laughs> yeah, I love her. But yeah, there's a lot of really interesting tech that the show pulls out, and the drones are still probably one of my favorite. I wasn't a hundred percent aware of this until like I I don't remember when, but they have uh, different abilities which is really cool yeah. to me yeah so there's uh seven of them obviously as the name the seven dwarves implies and they all have like one of them smells one of them is visuals one of them is like infrared camera and they all like work in tandem to 
create this really cool complete picture, which I think is very inventive. Which it really sets up. I really want to see at some point just like full on like Gundam fused together and make <laughs> oh my god a drone. They form like Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah. would be amazing. I would mm-hmm. love to see that. Show writers, get on it. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, so the next scene is uh, Sky and Ward clash over how to uh, achieve the same goals. Um, Coulson pulls him out and says, hey, are you blowing the interrogation? Ward denies it. Um, and then Coulson gives Ward a truth drug, and Sky has fun messing with him. I yeah. love this scene, yeah. Yeah, it, this is so good. It also demonstrates how willing Coulson is to just buck protocol. Um, yeah. Like this, this whole team. You you get a sense from the start that this whole team is kind of like set up to kind of operate outside of shields, like normal standard operating procedure. Um, but this is like the first time we're really seeing like what that means mm-hmm. uh, and how much Coulson, like how much Coulson, like that, how much of that is driven by Coulson himself. Um, yeah, which is interesting I, because I would say I would say out of all of, or actually no, Ward's definitely the most company man out of them all. Um, but I would say Coulson is the most bought into like the idea of like Shield as like a vision, as like an icon, as an institution. Right. Um, and so it's interesting to see him be the one to bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's kind of like he he's interested in the vision of this group, but. The group doesn't execute in ways that he thinks the vision is going to be seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also want to say I. Sorry. Yeah. No. Go for it. I was gonna say I really like the fact that like, Coulson drugs him, but then all Sky really asks is like embarrassing personal questions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like we cut away before we cut away before. before like very quickly like she only asked like a couple questions before they cut away but like even when we return to that it doesn't seem like she's gotten any like super classified information out no. of him. Right. like all she's concerned about is getting shit to embarrass him with later on which is yeah like, which is right. funny it's yeah which is very funny um yeah i love and again this is a great character moment between sky and ward where you see kind of like like, they're not a team yet, but they're going to be a team, and this is definitely going to be a dynamic going forward, and I'm <laughs> yeah. here for it. That it also, so it also sets up so readily, how, like, how much they're willing to make fun of, like, the kind of, like, suave, like, super serious spy yeah. that Ford is. Like, um, Yeah, they don't care at all about making him serious. <laughs> yeah, or, like, cool. Like, he's not... Um, he like he's not he's not James Bond like he is James Bond but they're making fun of James Bond you know um, James Bond stand in like yeah. when he looks up at her and says Gramsy like uh, I <laughs> seriously lose my shit every time yeah it's very funny it's so good uh. oh man so the next scene is Mike at his uh, old job and he's begging you know the foreman to take him back. The foreman basically says, you know, I got 20 guys outside lined up uh, who don't have bad backs and there's no room for you. Unfortunately, Mike's uh, whatever is rushing through his bloodstream at the pace of a thousand 
leaders or some crazy shit. Basically, mm-hmm. he makes him snap, and he realizes that actually he's the hero, and this foreman is the bad guy. So and obviously, he, he has to kill him. And throws him against the wall. Yeah, and like slams like a giant metallic cylinder down on his head, yep. and like they cut right. away like right before it impacts. But like, yo, that guy is fucking dead. <laughs> like they, yeah, they the had to use instinct is not to say like, oh, he just knocked him out for a little bit. Or yeah, they cut back. Hurt. They cut back to like a news broadcast later, and they're just yeah. like, oh, like the foreman was like critically injured or whatever. It was like, it's, and like, I'm like, in like the no, hospital. dude, he's dead. I'm just like, yeah, yeah no, that, that guy's dude. That dude is <laughs> fucking dead. Um, I, I think. Yeah, this scene is interesting because it again sets up um, very clearly a lot of like the real world kind of like politics that this right. show is kind of that this episode I think in particular is like grappling with, like the idea of like um, Mike just like shouting at the forum like these are people, Gary, like they aren't parts that you replace. Yeah, um, right. And like, uh, and then like the former being like, yeah, whatever dude uh and then as soon as mike like is about to like fucking murder him he's just like yo dude it's not me it's like the company and uh i'm not the bad guy and then mike's just like oh you are the bad guy and i'm the hero um and then kills him and then kills him (laughs) which is (laughs) Um, it's a little bit like problematic how they do that just to like the foreman because he's right like it's not like he's just like i want to go out and fire people yeah 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 i I mean I feel like I mean the foreman. The foreman is a shitty dude. Like he only like he's a shitty dude up until like his life be being killed for his. He doesn't like, deserve to be. He doesn't deserve to be killed. But like like he like he's using like the it's just a company stick to like get out of like being Dying. killed. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. like he's he is still a shitty dude. But like to a certain degree, like he is right. Like it is the company. Um, but yeah, I th- but I think I I will push back on the fact that like. I don't. I don't think the show is arguing that Mike is right here. I think this is an illustrative moment. It's like, oh, there's something happening with Mike. That's yeah, like, that's not good. there's something going, something screwing up. And yeah. they even do that. Like the next scene is literally Coulson showing Sky this news clip about this, and he's like, "Hey, we can't let this keep happening. Like, we have to go in and like stop him." I, and I don't recall exactly, but they do do the thing where he starts glowing red here, right? This is where yep. he starts. Yeah. Yeah, mm. he like he gets some like red veins on like I think it's like his neck maybe or his face. Maybe. But yeah. yeah he definitely starts glowing. Yeah. I yeah, and I think the again, this sets up like another one of the thematic things that I, I don't think the show delivers on, especially in this episode where they're like very directly concerned about it. Where it's like the whole like it's the company man line, um sets up this thing it's like, oh, institutions with power like organizations with power are going to fuck over the people at the bottom um like the people like mike uh and like that comes that is illustrated a little bit more explicitly with like mike's uh speech towards the end i think Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but the show at least at this point seems to be interested in exploring those uh those types of issues um at least on like a very surface level yeah and like again this show was uh premiered in 2013 and like i feel like in america you know the economic recession was like a still a big thing in everyone's heads so 
it definitely mm-hmm. feels like very relevant for that time. I mean, even now it's still relevant. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah, it's a little ahead of its time, even I would say, like in terms of yeah. the concepts being brought up here. Yeah. yeah, I I will say I don't think it's fully aware of a lot of the 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 um language that it's playing with. Um, yeah, I mean there are we'll definitely some moments, but yeah, yeah, uh, it definitely so, is a thing to watch this episode in 2019. <laughs> yeah, it is a thing. Jeez, but yeah. So as I said, uh, the next scene is uh, Coulson showing Sky the footage of the disaster, and he's like, "Hey, like we gotta stop him," and Sky agrees to work with them. And then the team gathers around in the situation room, I guess, is what we're going to call that room. I don't know if mm-hmm. we ever get a name for it, but whatever. Yeah. The briefing room. The table, the hollow. I think the situation the room is very It's not a hollow yeah. table. Yeah. I keep fucking that up. <laughs> it's not a hollow table. It's <laughs> yeah. just a table with a screen on it. Um, but anyway, so they gather around, and it's the first time we have our main cast together. Woo! It's yep. all them. They're around the table. Hanging out. This is the family table. Um, And they figure out that they can sync Sky's footage with the stuff they put together from the uh, scene to recreate the explosion. Right, because they don't have the audio. They have the video, but Sky has the audio. Yeah. Yeah. So we get this really cool scene of Fitzsimmons down in the bus's hangar, and they basically set up this like 3D holographic environment. And they recreate the explosion, which is like it really was. Cool. I want to say it was a very weird, like Tony Stark moment there with him doing yeah. the swiping around of the holograms, which I yeah. don't know if that was intentional or not, but I just I, it reminded me very much of that. I think it very much is intentional, if only yeah. because the graphics that they use are very similar to the graphics yeah that the like the light use. blue kind of thing yeah like yeah, the light yeah. blue holograms um i feel like i feel like they're definitely playing with like i don't think i'm not sure if they're trying to make parallel i don't think they're trying to make parallels to tony stark specifically uh no. just because fitz isn't that like in any way right. really um but i do i do think they, they, they definitely are pulling better, from yes. existing imagery yeah he's way better than tony stark <laughs> but yeah it's it's just a really cool scene in general and uh like when this show does its vfx well it does its vfx damn well mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is yeah. definitely one of those scenes where you i think I, I think it was holly that mentioned like they have a budget and they use it all on like specific things yes. in each episode yeah. yeah yeah that comes through that comes through a lot more in later seasons where yeah. like the the distinction between like the VFX scenes and the just the day-to-day scenes is like so stark like there's such a distinct yeah. difference between those two that it's like very obvious right. i think in the earlier seasons like this it's sprinkled just enough throughout each episode that it just feels like a part of the world right um mm-hmm. yeah and i again going back to the actors who play Fitz and Simmons one of the things they talked about again is how hard it is to do these scenes with the holographs because obviously there's nothing and make them look realistic yeah. is the big thing. Yeah, there's nothing you're looking at, so they basically had to go through and make all this choreography and make it fit with like the VFX team what they wanted to do. So mm-hmm. once again, I just I just love I just love them. <laughs> so <laughs> much. But uh, so 
Yeah. Mike I don't think we mentioned their their names actually. Yeah. So it's it's Elizabeth Henstridge and Ian Castaker oh, yeah. who play yeah. uh, Simmons and Fitz. Yeah, and they're the best. I love them mm-hmm. dearly. <laughs> but so Mike visits the lady in the hospital. He's or yeah, the lady in the hospital. He's saved from the explosion, only to find out, or only for us to find out, that actually she's the doctor who gave him his powers. Um, uh oh. Yeah, uh-oh, spaghetti-o. The doctor warns him that he's losing it and that he's juiced like the other ones, which is an interesting term. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got to keep it together or else he's explode. He will explode. Well, she no. I, at this point, she doesn't... I, it seems like she's unaware that he's going to explode because she specifically refers to... It's like it's unaware of like she's she doesn't know or she's just not willing to tell Mike because she refers to the other guy... Like as, that, he came into the lab carrying a bomb. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, you're right. I yeah, forgot that's about an that. interesting. Uh, yeah. So either she. I didn't doesn't... pick up on that. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So either she doesn't realize that he's a bomb, or she does. Yeah, she doesn't want to acknowledge it. Yeah. But whatever which is, it, the which case. Is, it, both of them are interesting because it's also established in this scene that she's playing with other people's tech. Like she's yeah. she in a certain right. sense is like in over her head, um, right. or not in over her head, but like um, she, she refers to them. Know. She refers. Yeah, to she's them, playing. Is... She's playing with a higher power. Um, yeah. I I initially thought this was like the rising tide because yeah, I no. <laughs> they'd been setting it up, but I'm pretty sure now that the rising tide is just a moniker for Sky, but I don't know for sure. So the rising tide is a group of hackers which sky yeah. is a part of okay yeah. and this organization as far as we know is called centipede but it appears that there's a larger organization that centipede That's... is under as well hydra hydra, hydra. <laughs> god. It's all back to hydra in the end it goes back to hydra. oh my god fucking hydra yeah, yeah we haven't um, actually had a mention of hydra yet i'm sure we'll get no there. yeah we'll get, <laughs> we'll get there um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's interesting. Uh, there's also, this is also where Mike's like really like Mike's really following through on what Sky told him specifically. Like, I need to be public about this. I need to go public. And she's just like, no, no bad idea. The yeah, people but... that I'm working for, uh, would not like that. Absolutely not. Uh, don't do this. And then Mike jumps up and then Mike says, what does he say? He's just like, it was some uh, cool he's... like line. It was like yeah. I would argue I'm that is in fact the opposite of cool. Yeah, no, but he tried. It was like a line where he's like, "I'm the hero" or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like something like that. It's pretty cheesy, but it's like it, he's. I know what the ending part is, but I forget what the setup because like the 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 punch the not the punchline, but like the impactful moment is like. He like he's just like it's not a blank. It's like it's an origin story, and then superhero oh, jumps out the it. window. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's an origin story. Yeah. Um, right. I f- yeah, I forget what the first line of that is, but yeah, it's an origin story. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, that's so... that's one of those lines that you know that they had written even before. Like they were just like, yeah, we have it's, to put yep. this in. It's so che- it's like so beyond cheesy. Um, in a sense that, like, I have, like, even me, who loves that kind, who eats that shit up, just has to groan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's pretty, 
So far, Definitely. he's had these the punchline, I'm the hero, and uh, it's an yeah. origin story. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's very funny. Um, I mean, I so, really love Mike, but he needs to work in his drama, I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah, he really <laughs> yeah, does. He, yeah, he's new to all that. this. He needs to all this, so yeah, yeah, yeah. cut him some slack. He's got time. I will say there's a lot of stuff that we talked about in the spoiler section that they're setting up here, but we can't talk about that, so. Mm-hmm. I can see the reasons for these lines, even though they feel very canned and awkward <laughs> yeah. coming yeah. out of Mike's yeah. mouth, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mike appears at Sky's van as Sky is trying to get the data she encrypted on her hard drive. Um, he throws May out before kidnapping Sky and his son and driving off in the van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's bad. Uh, The team on... Oh, yeah? Go for it. I was just saying, that was unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah, poor May. She needs to get back in the game. Yeah, she was not supposed to be in combat, and then she just got thrown against a wall. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the team on the bus realizes that May... Or, uh, that May... That Mike has the same stuff in him as the guy uh, who exploded... And unless they figure out a way to interfere with the serum, he will, in fact, explode. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that there's I, uh, there's an interesting mention here um, that kind of like ties into, like again, like this show's relationship with the movies. Because what's in Mike is like uh, what they talk about, like all these different sorts of like sources of super strength kind of thrown into a blender. It's like mm. the Captain America the super soldier serum. Juice, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it's, it's all this sort of stuff just like thrown into like one serum. Uh, and the thing that's causing them to explode is Extremis, which was in Iron Man three. I want to say two or three. Two or yeah. three. Um, I wonder if it would be like good if it didn't have that in there, you know, maybe, maybe, we should just not put extremism in there. Come on, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we saw Iron Man 3. Like We know. We know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do, but Ward readies to sh- himself to shoot Mike. Coulson basically says, hey, we are not going to shoot this man. He's done... I mean, I would argue that he's done some things wrong, but he was not under his own influence. So, mm-hmm. you know... Um, and he basically tells Fitzsimmons that they need to come up with a solution. They say, you know, we don't have enough time. And he basically chews them out and says, that's not an option. Come this, up with something. This is another great Coulson line, if you like, because they've been really hammering in on the fact that Coulson is kind of an idealist this whole episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this one is even more like, oh, it, what's, it's not impossible. Put your mind to it, which is yeah. very much like the mindset. Yeah, it's also a very yeah. different side of Coulson, where it's like up until this point he's been kind of like charming and like fun and like plucky, um, but then like this one he's just like no, like no, don't say like like that. No, is not an option thing. It's just like in terms of like leadership, it's like maybe not. But like it shows it very clearly demonstrates like how how committed Coulson is to like preserving human life and just like individuals. In, a, in like a huge like government bureaucracy that um, doesn't really care about that. That doesn't really care yeah. about that. Coulson, like for them, everybody's just numbers. Uh, Coulson just like 
Coulson has that line. It's just like, nobody's nobody, Ward. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think this is, it also, it also, again, like, goes back to what I was saying before, where it complicates Ward's answer to the question of, like, what does it mean to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Because, like, oh, for Ward, it's about protecting the masses. But for Coulson, it's about protecting everybody. It's about protecting the individual. You know, yeah. like the the, oh, okay. the people the people who are very directly touched by this stuff, like like Mike, are the focus for Coulson. Whereas for Ward, it's about like, oh shit, no, stopping this is bombs. like, yeah, it's about it's about stopping a bomb. Like for him, Mike is a, like all this like weird alien shit is a bomb that could hurt thousands of people. Whereas Coulson's like, no, this isn't. This is like, this it's is something that Mike. is touching that's touching very specific people. And those yeah. are the people we need to help. Yeah, it definitely sets up a lot of Coulson's uh, worldviews. Because, again, as you said, you know, he is very much focused on the individuals, whereas I feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. as an organization is the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But for Coulson, for Coulson, who is like the quintessential S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, that's what S.H.I.E.L.D. means. That's what being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent means to him is protecting yeah. the individual, which right, is yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a really good scene, and again, when he snaps at Fitzsimmons, it's like very apparent that Coulson, when he needs to be, <laughs> he has get shit le- done. Yeah, he yeah. is a leader. He... Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a yeah, commander. I, I feel like for the rest of this episode, he's portrayed as very, you know, like a dad. Like he's like kind of goofy and like laid back, but like it, when it needs to come out, like Coulson is the leader of this team mm-hmm. right and he will not take no for an answer <laughs> yeah and uh, it's yeah it's uh it's interesting too because like that idealism parallels like pretty directly with sky worldviews as well um yeah and i think you know that's something to consider looking at their relationship in the future yeah mm. uh so Mike takes um, his hostages to Union Station, and he makes Sky erase their existence. Fitzsimmons are working away when Sky hacks their phones or hacks their plane, sorry, and transmit their transmits her cords to them. Uh, and there's I don't know how Coulson figures this out in two seconds, but he realizes that it's actually yeah. their location, and they set off to find them. Yeah. Right. I will say, like, very quickly, um, there's a really nice moment of panic between Fitzsimmons when they start, because yeah. like, they're they're panicking over the fact that they have to get this done in, like, the next couple of hours, like, that Coulson won't take no for an answer. Yeah. They're already right. panicking about that, and then Sky starts hacking the planet. They're, like, they're, like, <laughs> like Fitz is Gemma just like, no, 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 and, like, Gemma sprints over, and she's like, what is this nonsense? Like, making stop nonsense? making nonsense. <laughs> it's just, like, it's like they're just like in full on like panic mode, and it's very cute. It's Stop very cute. making nonsense. Yeah, I love it. Again, like I feel like Simmons in this first episode is like kind of all over the place, and she's like very quirky and weird, and I just like adore it because. But it's like so deliberately endearing. all over the place. Yeah. 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 It's so cute, but um, yeah. So we get a couple of like small details, like you know, Skye's basically said, you know, I've erased identities before. I know what I'm doing, which is mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. not normal. <laughs> yeah. It sets and, up. It uh, sets up that there's something weird going on with Skye's backstory too, which is interesting because like, oh man, she's she's completely disconnected from 
shield. I hadn't yeah. even you know. thought about the context of like she's done that before and like what that could mean for her backstory. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's um like obviously Sky is like not her real name. Uh, well, I would assume saying that I've met a Sky in real life, so who knows. But <laughs> <laughs> there's but a well, there is a moment there's a moment earlier on that we kind of skipped over where they uh, I think it's like Ford asks her what's her name. She says Sky, and he's like, "What's your real oh, name?" And she yeah. like she like oh. brushes past it, and and Coulson like like doesn't linger on it. Um, you're right. Like moves moves quickly on past it. Yeah, no, uh, you're totally right. I didn't even yeah. Yeah, but so clearly Sky, like many people on this show, have a lot of shit in their background, and we're not going to see mm-hmm. it just yet, but it's definitely being set up to... They are setting it up, yeah. They're there is also a moment, there is also a moment where she's in the van with May, and, like, secretly, like, slips uh, a microchip into her shirt. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Who you knows know, what like, that is? Mm-hmm. Who knows? We will find out maybe eventually, or not. <laughs> Who could say? Uh, or, yeah, so um, Shield arrives at Union Station and they try to talk Mike down, uh, but he only that only makes him more angry. And he uh, basically <sighs> distracts them enough to get into the station with um, Sky and his son. As they're running through the station, Sky kicks some guy in the crotch. <laughs> And mm-hmm. says, "You're right. He was a little bitch." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a good and like unexpected line. Um, yeah, it's like up to this. It seemed a little bit out of character. I'm gonna be real, but like it was. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was really funny, and I feel like once you get to know Sky a little bit more, it's actually not that out of character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's. She's very much a street fighter. Like she doesn't have any real mm-hmm. training, but she knows how to piss people off. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's very funny, but yeah, she kicks that good dude in the balls. Like calls him a bitch, and ba- basically getting them, implying that like Mike called him a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so that he get she gets the three dudes to fight Mike, and she can make an escape. Um, yeah, it's but really it's. Great. It's so good. <laughs> I I really like that moment. It's pretty funny. Uh, mm-hmm. So Sky gets away and Shield surrounds Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor lady sends in like right. a hitman. Describe disguised as a cop. Oh yeah, right, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the doctor sends in a hitman disguised as a cop to shoot Mike, um, and Coulson warns Ward not to shoot unless he absolutely has to. I uh, I really like that moment too, where he's like, "You can't shoot," because tensions later, like it builds it up nicely. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely like it, it. It's Chekhov's gun, literally with a gun. Right. Like they're setting up the fact that Ward is probably going to have to shoot this man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, May kicks the shit out of that dude. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. That, like, spin kick that she did was, like... Yeah, it's super badass. Mm-hmm. She is so cool. Yeah, and that's the first taste we get of May as a fighter, because, I mean, She's she just, just walks the in there like, no problem, and takes this guy out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, Coulson attempts to talk Mike down while Ward uh, basically trains his gun on him. Mike gives a very impassioned speech about how, you know, people are being oppressed every day and it's it's not fair and right. And Coulson tells him real heroes don't need power to be great. Right. Which is a really nice scene. I enjoy yeah. that scene. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think the line specifically I... is that because cause Mike, Mike says, um, Mike is just like, they're like we're told that if we work hard and are good people that we would be successful and it's like well that's clearly not true because there are there are like superheroes like there are literal gods and he calls them he calls them giants and that we're what they they step on and colson basically responds just like yeah you're right but you're you're right that it it matters that you're a good person because like yeah. what really makes those people heroes is the fact that they choose to do good with the, what they're given. I um, think it yeah. parallels the beginning of like in the episode of what Sky said about with great power comes a lot of other weird stuff. I think <laughs> it kind of parallels that really well in a way, you know, in yeah, that like yeah. it's about what you make do with all that weird stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I totally Agree, and it's yeah. I mean, again, Mike's speech is very is very poignant. Even back in 2013, I think it's even more poignant now. But yeah, the, I think the, the, the language the... is a little bit stilted, personally. Like the way that yeah. he, like the concepts are very poignant, but for me, the way that he says it is a little bit like I don't know, out of touch in a way. But that's just a personal thing. See for me, it it's kind of the opposite. It feels like really grounded in like actual language that um, that is used in turn to like talk about how people like real life minorities are oppressed instead of like like the minority in this case. I guess is just everybody who doesn't have superpowers. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just but, like the wording of like we're the, the giants and we're the things they step on. To me, is a little bit like. I don't know. It feels a little bit stilted to me. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think, I think, I think towards the end, it definitely starts to lean more into like the it's about superheroes part, but like the beginning of it, where they talk about like, oh, like it's not enough to be a good person and to be successful, and like, yeah, I would agree. That's we're gonna keep, yeah, yeah, because like there, we're gonna keep being like it's not enough to just keep our heads down and like be good, uh, because that's not going to help us like we're just gonna yeah. keep being pushed down um i think and... i just didn't think i th- I think the metaphors didn't land for me was yeah all was. yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the that that's very fair um i would like it's like watching that in 2019 it's like very much like wow this is like and like maybe it's not just 2019 maybe it's just like where i'm at in terms of like my own like political like politics and stuff it's just like wow this is like very it's like not even coded in like that kind of rhetoric. It's like it very much is that rhetoric, and right. I can't speak. I can't speak on this like very deeply, but like Mike is a black man, and it feels like very specifically about like racial politics in that way. Yeah. Um, but like even generally, I feel like it's generally applied to like any sort of like oppressed minority, like systematically yeah. oppressed minority. Um, it feels way more like in touch when it's being delivered by a minority though, rather than yeah, the handsome yeah. white. Oh yeah. Like, I, this if, would if, not yeah. land for me at, at all. Yeah. If it was somebody like Ward to like delivering yeah. this. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's... but I re- and again, this when Coulson's whole thing is like, you know, you don't need power to be great. Like you can be great just as you are. I think that again, mm-hmm. Coulson very much cares about every individual person and I think that again jumps out here when he's yeah. saying that. Yeah. Well, it's like, not even like that. It's like it's like no, it's like you're you've been it's like yeah, you can be what like what makes you a hero isn't the powers it's the fact that you're it's, it's like it is the power right? it's like but it's it's both things working in tandem it's like if you have the powers but not the like the goodness like you're not a good person like you're a villain like it's yeah. for Coulson right. it's like oh the power it's not it's not like the giants and the things that they step on it's like the there aren't those aren't two those two aren't different things you know it's it is yeah. i think it is like what you said like it's like for him for colson what makes the hero uh is the fact that it's it's a good person who happens to have powers you yeah. know right yeah it's all about like who you are mm-hmm. cuz colson the way colson like finishes off his like response is that like mike says like it's like you know like i could really be a hero you know, and, and my, it's like, and it's, Coulson agrees. Uh, yeah, he's know? like, I'm counting on it. Yeah, which is like it's such really a nice. good line. Like, it, it's such a moment of vulnerability from Mike at that last moment. Um, yeah. uh, which great. is not uh, very abruptly. Cut not short. to det- <laughs> yeah, not to detract from that, by the way. But I do just want to say, I pointed this out before, but. Uh, I don't think Coulson should be just out in the open like this, giving a <laughs> yeah. speech. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the one yeah, thing show does not, not. <laughs> is it absolutely does not give a shit about, like, like, people, this this is going to be all over the news. Like, this happened <laughs> in Grand Central Station in New York City. Right, yeah. Like Or Los Angeles. It, or Los Angeles. Union Station, Los Angeles, yeah. yeah. Like, this is absolutely going to be on the news. It's absolutely going to show Coulson's face. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they stop giving a shit about that. Like right. they're just like like that whole thing about like welcome to level seven actually <laughs> doesn't matter because like his team Two is not level. Later. His team is yeah. absolutely not level seven. No. Uh, he just starts walking around shield bases, just like hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Colson. Like mm-hmm. yeah, the idea that they could keep this a secret that Colson's alive is like crazy. Like there's right. no way. Mm-hmm. But you know they just. They just go with it. The Avengers have bigger things to worry about, I guess, than yeah, the person that so. died. Honestly. It, yeah, but I do love that you point that out because it's absolutely true. They just like don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. It is one of those things where I think if you look at it from a certain lens, you can kind of see it at the fir- as like one of the first signs that like of the disconnect between the TV show and the movies because like they yeah. they need some excuse for like why Coulson doesn't show back up in the movies, but right. like. That's about as far as they need to take it. And, but, and in, in the universe of the TV show, he's just out and about. Yeah. <laughs> he's just living his life. They don't and have to deal like, with all that baggage. Uh, it's like, are we are we cool with this? And apparently we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next scene is, uh, of course, uh, abruptly Ward shoots Mike with a new bullet that um, Fitzsimmons has developed, but in the moment we don't know it's the new bullet. We think he just been shot, which is not great. But as we see, yeah, 
my note. Gemma rushes in to st- uh, stabilize him, and we learn that actually this bullet was the night night gun Anti- solution that we saw at the top of the episode. Mm-hmm. So he's fine. Yeah, my note for this this scene is wow, it really is wild to see a disenfranchised black man get shot by police while advocating for his <laughs> yeah. rights on a TV show in 2019, huh? Ouch. Um, like. Yeah, this is a different... This is 2013, so it was a different time. But, like... And so, like, these issues, like, weren't really being talked about. Like he said, look at during the spoiler section. But, like, you know, you also... Like, even in 2019, it's just, like, you know, black black folks are still being executed by police on a routine basis. (laughs) Yeah, you said... Like you said, you've been... This has been a part of, like your life for like half your life now which really yeah. just yeah well a lot, the mc huh? yeah the mcu in general not ages of shield specifically probably like the last um four years like since i was in high school yeah like the last yeah. half decade yeah. or so um but still like yeah it's like pretty go crazy. watch like, yeah watching this in 2019 is like yeah. fucking something else like the first time i watched this episode like when it aired or whatever like, I didn't think anything of this scene. I was like, oh, shit, they shot this guy. But, like, the larger implications of it, like, totally were missed mm-hmm. by me. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm fucking I... white, and I don't have to think about that shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and, like, they they clearly weren't thinking about it also. No. And it's kind of... I, I it guess... almost feels like like a weird chance, you know, thing. But it's it's still, like... It's, it's interesting it, to me because um, I don't know if you know anything about the showrunners, Buck. Um, but so Jed and Marissa Tancheron slash Whedon, are, they're so it's Jed and Mo are married, right. and they're the showrunners. Um, and I mean Marissa is uh, Asian, so it's interesting to me that she would like oh. to totally miss that. But I guess she's not black, so. You know, yeah. Experience is gonna yeah. Be different. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't. I like clearly can't talk specifically about like what it must have been like to be like a black person yeah, watching I this in no 2013. To say yeah. um, but like it see it it very clearly seems to me like they absolutely were not yeah, did not did know not what what imagery they were playing with. Like now, but I don't know that it was intentional. Yeah. Then, like, it I seems like it was a very, a very like thing that they had planned. Watching yeah, it in twenty nineteen, you don't think like, oh, man, this is such a weird chance thing that it's, you know. Yeah. 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 Especially like... with the lead up to it, in terms of, like the language that Mike was using, in terms of like oppression and shit, like at the yeah. hands of like larger organizations, and yeah. he gets shot by the police. It's just like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they absolutely were not thinking about that because, I mm-hmm. mean, it clearly gets played as shock, but then you realize that actually they didn't shoot him. They mm-hmm. stabilized well, they... him. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, still, it's not great, but at least... Yeah, like, they're hey, definitely playing with the, the imagery. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, basically, we get to see the Night Night Gun in full effect. Uh, well, not not full effect, but... We get to see that, you know, the serum works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
the last scene of the episode after that scene is I, I do want to call out sorry just to, yeah, not to linger on that scene too much longer but what follows immediately after Mike gets shot is like Simmons rushing over and it's all in slow motion and it's just like uh, cuts between all the different characters reactions um, uh-huh. to this moment and right. it's such a nice it's a nice illustration of like the team coming together like obviously we saw them before in the briefing room all together right. but this is like this is like we're seeing them like on oh, the like, field like on the field like having worked together to solve a problem um yeah and like seeing their like reaction and satisfaction with the fact that it's like and like realization that oh shit like they did it um yeah. is really nice you start to yeah. see like the cohesion yeah. there yeah, I agree. I think it's the first time we really see the team having worked together to accomplish a goal, and it's obviously a big milestone because, you know, this is our team. Like, these are the people we're going to be with um, as we move forward, and it's important for us to see them coming together. Yeah. Yeah. That means that the ensemble's coming together. It's important. Yeah. I think to me, like, it's important to say, like, I do not like Joss Whedon, but he is very Same. good at doing these moments where he brings the teams like together. I don't know how much Joss Whedon deserves credit for this show. <laughs> I, you know, you're probably right, but he did like direct this episode, right? He uh, did he direct this episode? Could have uh, sworn. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. What's the relationship between? Uh, what's the relationship between Jeb and Joss? So they're brothers. They're brothers. Yeah. Okay. So. Joss is technically a producer on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Jeb, who is his brother, and his wife, Marissa, are the showrunners. So they oversee the show and uh, Okay, so, yeah, maybe screw him then, yeah. So actually, Joss (laughs) did direct... (laughs) Fuck off, Joss Whedon. (laughs) Yeah, fuck Joss Whedon. But he did direct this episode, so... Mm -mm. I don't know if he wrote this episode. Um, I would assume that him, Jeb, and Mo all wrote this episode. And I will say that going forward, Joss's interaction with this show steeply declined, it's quickly, also, which is great. <laughs> I was going to say, it's also possible that they just did that because he did the Avengers. And so they were like, yeah. okay, you know. But yeah. I, I will say that Jed and Mo really do know these characters. And they do a great job of... Playing them in situations what that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. This stuff yeah. is not just Joss, and it's going to continue, which is good. Right. Yeah, I think I think this moment is also important because like it doesn't show like the, there's obviously like some friction still on the team, like very obviously. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a it's a it's a glimpse at the fact that they that there is a future where they all work together smoothly and cohesively. Right. Right. Um, like there, there are, it, there's a unification in the fact that they're all happy with the outcome of this, right. which they, I think is, is they nice. They did it. It's like they, maybe it wasn't like a hundred percent a smooth ride all the way, but like mm-hmm. it worked. They did so. it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's really important. So the last episode or the last scene, <laughs> the last scene in the episode is Colson and Sky drop Ace, uh, Mike's son, off of his aunt's house, and Colson offers her a spot on the team. Um, Sky doesn't really answer, but it's implied when she gets in Lola that she's accepting. Um, and as they're getting in Lola, Colson gets a call from the from Ward and Fitzsimmons 
saying that they have detected an eight o an O eight four, and Sky mm-hmm. questions what that means. Colson <laughs> says we'll find out. Turns Lola into a flying car and flies <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. The next episode is also entitled O eight four. It is, yeah. which is funny. Yeah. yeah, it's also it's also interesting that again this is just I don't know why I'm shutting this out because. It's meaningless, but it's O dash eight dash four for some it is reason. O dash eight dash four. Um, yeah. Also, the scene with like the the cut to Ward talking uh on the phone with Colson and Fitzsimmons are in the background, just like drinking beers surrounded by empty <laughs> Chinese like food, Chinese yeah. takeout containers is very funny. It is yeah. really funny. Everybody celebrates in their own way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just great. I love there. This show does a lot of shit in the background, and it's always really funny to look and see what they're doing. Because yeah, you'll get like Fitzsimmons like goofing off or like Ward being weird, and it's just it's yeah, really funny. I, yeah, like an, another one of those moments is like when Fitz does the whole like I'm engineering, she's biochem, and like says biochem <laughs> with like just like a hint of contempt it's in his voice. Yeah, and but yeah, but Fitzsimmons, but Simmons is just like in the background just like rolls her eyes at that and just like walks off it's just like such a tiny moment that lasts like half a second but yeah it's really funny um yeah i would be remiss if i also didn't mention how stylish lola is yes (laughs) lola is a very stylish car yeah also it very much fits colson and because he's set up as a collector of sorts in the movies and stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah they definitely i mean i think the whole thing with like this plane that's been reserviced and like the car and yeah, yeah it's just very old school and definitely feels like <laughs> yeah. Coulson. Yeah, there's a difference between new and improved as Coulson would say. Yeah, there's right. a difference between new and improved. But yeah, I just I love this scene because A, we get the tease for what's an 084? What does that mean? And then we get just Lola unexpectedly turning into a flying car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My yeah, very last was. note on this episode is just Rhodes. <laughs> Who, needs, <laughs> Who them? needs them? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Rhodes. But yeah, I love. I just. I love how this show just plays with technology and like doesn't give a shit about explaining like how it works. It just like they're just like oh, it's Shield. Flies. They they have a ton of stuff, so they can have a flying yeah. car. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really really funny. Mm-hmm. And yeah, great, and I love it. Also, like. It's it's a little Coulson moment again with how dramatic he is about showing this car off. <laughs> yes, he just kind yeah. of flings the wings open like yeah. Coulson is him. such a fucking <laughs> drama queen in the best <laughs> he way. Is, yeah, he really is. Oh, I love him yeah. so dearly. Yeah, but now I think it's safe to say that Sky is a member of the team. Maybe not officially, Hell but yeah. she's getting there. As soon as she accepts Coulson for. Yeah. Yeah. Coulson wants to bring her on. Yeah. Let's bring her on. She has Much towards skills. discontent, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to be fine. There's no tension there. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Um, it's been a ride, haha. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, as we close out, um, we just wanted to go to Buck and say, you know, what you think? How, you know, how do you think this series is going to go? <laughs> I said at the t- top of the episode, and I'll say it again, is this is a very, very strong start to the show. And I think the purpose of a pilot is to get you hooked into the concept of the show more than, like, yeah, 
and this was a very good episode, but it also did a very good job of introducing what the show is going to be about. Mm. You know, to me, a pilot doesn't have to be stellar, but this one was stellar, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think about it in the broader context of the show, and, like, when I think about my favorite episodes of this show, the pilot does not spring to mind, uh, which is interesting considering, like, how much I, like, going back to it, I really like, um, which maybe is to say something about how how good the show is in general yeah. going forward. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it is. It is a. It was surprising to go back and see how much I actually enjoyed it. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you, Buck, though, uh, what did you? What specifically did do you think you liked about it that you're looking forward to seeing more of going forward? I well, I really love Fitz and Simmons. I, Agreed. I really want to see more Fitz and Simmons banner. You will. It'll be glorious. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, um, I don't know. I I hope to see more of the individual stories, and I know that I'm going to get that. So, yeah, this yeah. show is very much character driven, um, and almost like the exterior plot serves as like just a plot device to drive those character moments, which is what I love. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the inverse of what the wider MCU is, because <laughs> right. what what people increasingly, what I see people on Twitter and stuff like increasingly <laughs> say about the MCU movies, at least in my like tiny Twitter sphere, is that like they're they're coming back to the MCU for the character drama of it all, and not like the bigger plot stuff for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, but what the but the MCU itself what the MCU itself is interested in is the kind of big plot arcs rather than the characters themselves specifically. I feel um, right. so. Ages of Shield is kind of like an inverse of that, where the characters are very clearly the focus, um, and it's about how they interact with the plot rather than how the plot interacts with them. So right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a very insightful look on it. So yeah, and it's just it's. It's really fun, and yeah. I, I, I just can't wait because there's so many things coming very soon down the pike here. That I really look forward to things getting even yeah. wilder in time. So oh, and they will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll get crazy. Um, this podcast was just it was half, not half. Uh, it was partially an excuse for just me to watch this show again. Yeah, because. I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, like, just to set you up, like, episode six of the first season is, like, one of my favorite all-time episodes. Oh, uh, now I'm just going to be hanging in suspense for, like, six more weeks. I know. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. We It'll will get there. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah. I think with that, we'll close out of this um, episode here. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to join us in the spoiler section, you're more than welcome to. But we will be discussing show spoilers up to the end of season six. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be aware of that if you venture in there because you will get spoiled. And I have no shame yeah. to get spoiled because we have <laughs> warned you. So. Yeah. Tentatively calling that section level seven. We are yeah. tentatively calling it level seven. That yeah. is something I think it's changed, a bit, for what but... it's worth, I think that's a very good name. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it. I think it fits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to rate our podcast and uh, give us a comment, that would be fantastic. You can follow us on Twitter. Our twiddle, tw- our twiddle, <laughs> our Twitter handle will be listed in the uh, 
description of the episode, so give it a follow. When episodes go live, you'll be notified. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah, and for now, we'll say goodbye to Buck. Uh, goodbye. And you Bye can Buck. join us in, in level seven. Level seven. Welcome to level seven. This is the spoiler part of the show, so if you haven't watched up to the end of season six, now is your time to get out before you get spoiled because we will be talking about any and all spoilers that have existed in that time period. So, without further ado, yeah, so this is the pilot episode. I mean, this is the place where a lot of shit started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, we, okay, so we're recording this the Monday after the season six finale. Mm-hmm. Which means that watching this episode today it just gave me the, mo- the most intense whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's like it's like a completely different show like from everything like visually yeah. to like the characters themselves is just so mm-hmm. different um like seeing uh especially i think the biggest difference obviously is the sky and daisy yeah um but like even just visually like it's colorful there's light <laughs> um the makeup that they give the makeup that they give everybody is like like actually is like noticeable like it's like tv makeup yeah yeah that's the one of the things uh especially with sky i noticed particularly she is very very different especially in like her physical appearance i mean she's like dressing up in like these like I'm not going to say trendy because it's not trendy even in 2013. <laughs> but you know, it's like like this very like classic like girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting cuz it, it's it really is like they're just they don't know who these characters are. Like even Oh yeah. Like even with um I think it's all again. It's most noticeable with Sky, but I think it's also noticeable with May as well. That like yeah. it feels like Chloe and Ming, uh, the actresses who play them, are are like aren't super comfortable in them. Like they their voices yeah. are like noticeably different. Like there's a different like tenor and like tone to the way that they speak. Yeah. That's just like oh, that's not Sky or that's Daisy, a- <laughs> and that's that's absolutely not May. Like, the way she yeah. talks in that first scene with Coulson, it's like, oh, shit, that's that's not who May is, even at this point. It, but it's yeah. it's because it's the pilot. It's it's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting to see where all these characters have come from knowing <laughs> the poor, horrible future that awaits most <laughs> of them. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they set so much stuff up in for the future in this episode. Like, it's wild to see, like, you know, Mike Peterson is in the first shot of this entire series. <laughs> it's incredible. Mike, yeah. Mike Peterson is, it, yeah, it's, I, it's so weird seeing him. It's so weird seeing all these, like, we haven't, like, obviously Mike Peterson's the big one. Um, yeah. But, like, going forward into season one, we'll, we're going to start seeing a lot of characters who just don't matter. By the yeah. time Ward, it's weird seeing Ward again. Like, yes. my fir- my top line note for the spoiler section is, fuck off, Ward. But, like, at the same time, <laughs> like, it's, 
at this point, like I've seen the show enough at many times, like I've rewatched the show enough that at this point it's just like, and especially coming after season six, it's like, oh, sh- like it's just weird seeing Ward because like, yeah, he just doesn't he, matter anymore. He doesn't matter anymore, but he like, he's still like the best villain that Shield ever, yeah, yeah, has given us to this day. Mm-hmm. Like even though I enjoyed like Ada. Mm-hmm. As a villain, like, I hated Ada, but I enjoyed Ada as a villain. I mean, I still think that no one tops Ward just yeah. because of the way they wrote him. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, trail. is that a lot of the villains in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we don't have to throw on this super long, but, like, a lot of the villains in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in terms of, like, when you think about, like, like villains that you like, um, mm-hmm. like, good villains, a lot of it are, like, people with, like, complicated morality so like you might not disagree with them but like their heart's in the right place or whatever um or like they just have interesting personalities but the the good villains and agents of shield are just fucking despicable yeah (laughs) and like that's what makes them so good is that they're just top to bottom like holy shit i do not (laughs) like this person yeah and i yeah it's it's just wild to see like you know, the team hanging out and they're like mm-hmm. chilling mm-hmm. and you know, Fitz is like awkward as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slaps Ward on the ass. <laughs> like, slaps Ward on the ass. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they set up stuff like Tahiti is dropped in the first episode. Uh, we get the Tahiti reference. We get yeah. uh, Deathlock as a character sort of, I mean, he's not Deathlock yet, but he's mm-hmm. getting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we get stuff, you know, we get teased about May's backstory a teeny tiny bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit of, like, Ward's family issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that scene with um, Maria Hill. Yeah, yeah. Man. And yeah, like, we get, like, Maria fucking Hill. Maria Hill. Yeah. <laughs> and we all thought this show was going to be filled with cameos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the other thing is that, the, like... This this show like does set up all the stuff that you're listing, but it also sets up all the shit that it f- absolutely fails at delivering, yep. as well. Um, like both in terms of like its promise that it's like, oh, this is the show about like the kind of like aftermath of the movies or like the low level stuff about yeah. the movies. Um, but like all but that culminates, a- yeah. That the only time that ever that promise is ever fulfilled is like a tiny cleanup scene at the start of the episode, the episode tie into Thor dark world. Like, <laughs> yeah, which like, and I have to say after seeing Endgame and spoilers for Endgame, sort of, but like, man, yeah. fucking Thor dark world plays a much bigger fucking role <laughs> in this whole universe than it ever has any right to. It's the key that ties everything together. <laughs> I hate it that it's so important. <laughs> It's uh, not important, but it is. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Like, at least with Ant-Man, which is also really important, unexpectedly, Ant-Man is a good movie, and I like yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, um, Dark yeah. World is not. <laughs> Dark World is not. Um, but yeah. I like, also... Yeah, yeah no, go, go. Uh, Yeah, I was just going to talk about, like, um, they're setting up Sky's journey, too, here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I have a note about With, that. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the whole scene where she's trying to convince um, Mike to be a superhero, and then it's just really interesting to look at her in season two when she gets her powers, 
and how yeah. she but she hates it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think the first time watching it through cuz we probably we're probably going to mention this in like the first part of the podcast cuz also okay, we're also recording this part before we record the main part just cuz of weird scheduling stuff, but like Yeah. One thing that we also is that this is the second time we're recording the podcast because of some data loss stuff as well. And the first time through, I criticized this episode a lot for, again, kind of like setting up, or not criticizing this episode, but criticizing the show for like setting, like its premise is about the kind of like low level stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But thinking through, it actually does deliver on on the promise of it being a show being about like everyday people, like, and their interactions with like superpowers and like the superpowered world that emerges throughout the MCU. Like I think about how Daisy got, uh, like how Daisy's reaction when she got her powers, as well as like, I think the big one is Lincoln. When you think about that connection. Um, So yeah, it's interesting to see those, those first kind of promises in Mike. Yeah. Cause I think that, I think that the show, as much as it does delve into like the superhero stuff, and we do get several main characters eventually that have superpowers. I feel like those are, those are just like plot devices to further like personal character drama almost. Yeah. Yeah. I had, a, I actually wrote a note um, during like in the middle of the season six finale, that's like, mm-hmm. oh, Shield doesn't like past a certain point. Shield isn't about Shield doesn't have superpowers. Our superheroes, yeah. like when you think about Yo Yo and Quake in season six, like they're not superheroes. They're just they're just members of the te- the members of the team who have superpowers. And like right. we'll probably talk. I'll probably talk a little more, a lot more about that. Like once we get there. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah like it's no. it's there. Like, but at this point, there are like it's explicitly about superheroes. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, it's just all about. It's a lot of what Shield does is it tries to mirror like real world issues to an extent, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're more successful than others. But oh, yeah, yeah. the superhero stuff definitely is a stand-in for a lot of like the prejudice against people like in general especially in yeah. this first season they make a they they pack a lot of like political punches into this first episode with like mike and his job and you know mm-hmm. he goes on this whole rant about yeah you know, i have notes about that that we'll probably talk about with buck um, right but yeah it's it's a really good first episode i just yeah it's so crazy to look at like Gemma and just fucking yeah. fits and they are just like totally changed at the end of season six. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it is hard to draw the line between the, the fits we see in this episode, which is like, you know, very like socially awkward and bumbling and, but also like happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, like, I hate that. Have... That's has to be a distinction. Like what fits be happy. Uh, yeah. Just like, I, he just, he's not like, I mean, he's happy, and he just, like, doesn't have the weight on his shoulders that every other Fitz throughout the entire rest of the show has. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just a lot. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that with Fitz and Simmons, it's hard to draw the through line. Like, if you show me season 
six fits and season six Gemma, especially season six Gemma, like at the end of the finale. Yeah. And then show me, and then like show me like the season one, like in this pilot, like season one Fitzsimmons. Yeah. It, I, without the context, I don't think I could draw the through line there. Whereas like I look yeah. at characters like, I mean, May. May just gets more talkative <laughs> as yeah, the show goes she on. starts talking. So like that's that's a pretty easy through line to draw. Um but like I think I think about Daisy, Daisy's probably the other one where it's like, oh shit, like there's a very distinct difference between her yeah. her character, like her as Sky versus her as like Daisy at the end of season six. But yeah, like I, I think that there's there is like a through line to be drawn there without context. And it's that, oh, she just becomes more of a shield agent you know and and um that's it's it's like i think in terms of like the political stuff that we mentioned like it's so refreshing to me to see like this like radicalized sky in like the first season yeah Uh, like just like super idealistic and everything um and it's it part of me is just like man i really wish we had that that a little bit of that edge to her in at the end of season six and like it wasn't all just like worn away um right but at the same time like i'm probably gonna get on this like we're gonna get on this show's ass for like its politics probably a lot like over the course of the series like this podcast but I at the same time like I don't expect like super nuanced like critical like leftist politics from like a show like Shield. Yeah, at a lot. Of the time. Especially so, considering like, like it's. I mean, it, you've talked about this previously, but I mean, this show glorifies to some extent. I will say after season one, it doesn't as much, but it glorifies like bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah, that's the other thing too. Is that like. One thing that I definitely have notes about and I'm going to talk a lot with Buck is that is like the most interesting like thematic question that this show raises again and again is like, what does it mean to be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, mm-hmm. and it places that question in so many different interesting contexts as like, it's like a moving target throughout the entire series and in like wildly yeah. different ways, uh, which is interesting because the name of the show is literally Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, and the fact that that right. me- that term itself is called into question a lot is super interesting it sucks that they always return back to oh it's bureaucracy it's like a government organization they're super cops you know yeah yeah no i i totally agree and i think that i also think that this show like this show was produced originally in 2013 and i mean 2016 sent shockwaves through america in a way that woke a lot of people Mm -hmm. the fuck up (laughs) to a lot of stuff yeah and so i think that it's interesting too to like look at how i almost wonder how they would deal with certain things now in the wake of everything that's happened in the past couple years and if they would do like anything drastically different yeah i don't think they would shoot I don't think they would have a nope. shot where they shoot a black man who's like a disenfranchised black man who's advocating for his rights. I don't think they would show that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I get what they were going for there, but yeah, it 
woof. <laughs> yeah, like that's a like... lot of very loaded imagery in 2019. Yeah. I mean, like, like cops were still executing black people in 2013. Like, don't get it twisted, but like, still, you know, it's yeah, it was different. It was just like not talked about, which is like fucked up and wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just like a whole different world, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like, I had to look yeah. it up, and, like, Black Lives Matter was founded two months, or, like, two or three months before this episode aired. Yeah. And even then, it took years for them to get traction, like, yeah. globally. So, you know, it's, uh, a lot yeah. of times have changed. Yeah. Not for the best, maybe, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least people are starting to wake up to the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, you know, and speaking of Daisy and her character development, one thing that's always kind of annoyed me about Daisy is that she is presented as this fantastic hacker in this season, and they basically drop that. Yeah. Like, yeah, she it was... really doesn't hack again. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so nice when they, like, in, in season six, it comes up briefly when she hops onto Sarge's truck, and, and he's like, right. yo, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a hacker. And I'm like... Yo, that's so, it's so nice that, like, like, that, it's not, it's, in the terms of the show, it's just not part of Daisy's identity anymore, but, like, yeah. it's little touches like that, that it's just, like, oh, shit, like, shit, like, at least, at least it's there still, like, they haven't totally ignored it, and, like, at least, right. what I want to read into that is, like, oh, it's still part of her identity, to some degree, like, we, we never yeah, see it. Yeah, and she it. considers it a part of her identity. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, I I agree. I I I love season six a lot, um, and we'll definitely talk about why I love it so much when we get there eventually in forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, one of the things I really love is they've done a lot of callbacks to things that happened oh, in yeah. previous seasons in yeah. a way that they really didn't do for a long time, and also it was just funnier. Like I feel like season six in tone was probably closer to season one than any other season. Yeah, which is wild. Like it's there's yes. like there's like filler episodes. Like there's like trope episodes in in a way that like Shield just doesn't have. Yeah. Like there's a weird kind of like monster of the week thing that sort of happens for like part of season one, but right. like beyond that, like yeah, yeah, we'll get into it because like I I think there are loose plans of of the two of us just doing like a straight up like season six reaction pod. Mm. Um. At some point in the near future, we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting that season six, the second to last season of the show, fucking, I'm so emotional about that still. I know. Um, it is like so much closer to to its roots, and yeah. like it's like very like it part. It's like as somebody who's who like has a deep love for this show and like deep appreciation for it. And it's like been in my life for like a long time. That's just so nice to see. Um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that the show is ending. And they've yeah. known it's ending the entire time they wrote season six and seven because they mm-hmm. wanted to end it in season seven. Um, and so they're doing, they just like don't care. Like they're doing whatever the fuck they want <laughs> because yeah. they can. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm convinced now that... Um, that they are under some sort of contractual obligation for it to be part of the MCU. (laughs) 
Yeah, um, oh, definitely. Because, yeah, the whole, um, or at least, like, in, like, not even, like, in the MCU, but, like, also in the same timeline as the regular one, because there was some time yes. travel shit. So, like, there's an easy scapegoat for them to go, like, oh, we're in the MCU technically, but we're in a different timeline now. Right. Because of time travel shit that happened in season five. Um, but, like... But now they're in, like, the year before the snap or whatever, and I'm just like, yeah. okay. Or, like, the blip, I guess they're calling it, fuck off, the snap I better. hate that um. word. We're not using it on this podcast. We're calling it the snap. Okay. Yeah. Like, fuck it's just the like, blip. Yeah. God, yeah, that's not this episode, though, so we can ignore no. that. Um, but, yeah, no, I I agree. I think it's just... I think that they... I think that where season one actually falls down more than any other season is they try so hard to be in the MCU and it, they don't need to be. <laughs> yeah. They really, really don't. It's the show is so much better. I clap. I applaud whenever they do some shit. That's like either throwing shade at the, at Marvel and the rest of the MCU, yeah. which happens. So which happens like with such frequency uh, recently that it's like very nice. Um, as well as like, Whenever they just clearly just don't give a shit about keeping to the time yeah. to like the constraints of that story. Yeah, I think there might. I think they might address the the snap um, as a thing that happened in the space between where Jimma and Fitz left the team in season six, and then where Jimma came back at the end. Yeah. I think I think they're going to explain that. Oh, you know, it's it happened, but like it doesn't really matter because it got undone anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just gonna be like, "Oh, that's a thing that happened." Um, yeah, but which like, is like now we're in the 1920s or whatever, so we don't have to care about it. Yeah, who cares? Which is honestly like the best way because so many people were like bitching about them not addressing it, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I I <laughs> could not care could not care less, honestly. Because the thing is, it gets undone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets undone. Honestly, just not have the snap happen i would be happy with that as well like if they yeah, just totally like broke away from it like all together like again probably some sort of contractual thing but like yeah you know, no i that. i definitely think that marvel big marvel was like hey <laughs> big marvel <laughs> big marvel well you know i feel like there's like little marvel which is like the tv show yeah yeah like, yeah big marvel yeah. which is like the movies mm-hmm and I feel like they definitely, I mean, that was like the whole premise of the show was that it was going to tie in, mm-hmm. even though the movie said, fuck you, we're not doing that. Yeah. I'm sad that we never got to see a proper tie in to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Rest in peace, Inhumans. <laughs> Rest in peace, Inhumans, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, remember when we thought that was going to be a movie and that it might tie into S.H.I.E.L.D.? And then it was a show that was awful. God. <laughs> God, that movie, that show is so fucked up. I didn't. Even yeah, I watch saw it. the other. There was uh, right after Endgame came out, people were like, you know, everyone was asking like, what comes next in terms of the MCU before Comic Con, where they dropped like seven hundred movies on us, Ugh. and TV shows, which look varying degrees of meh. Um, <laughs> yeah, no fucking but, Agents of Shield. Fucking Agents of Shield quality. Um, but there was, I saw like a fake poster that was being passed around of like the next seven year plan or whatever but it was so wrong it had the Inhumans movie on there and I was like bitch <laughs> you don't even know <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it was great yeah, uh, I remember okay. thinking it's like I remember thinking oh yeah we don't have to 
time with no, that. No, no. But like, I remember thinking when the off. first MCU like phase plan dropped like years ago, like many yeah, many yeah. years ago. Um, and I think it's like, wow, that's kind of takes the fun out of it. Um, I mean, it does to some extent, but I feel like, I mean, I know yeah. you don't like the MCU. Actually, yeah, no, but... but like even even back then, I was like super. I, that was like my deepest. That was like I, when I was like deeply in love with the MCU. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, that kind of I I like I'm a big. I'm also like a big fan of like oh I don't like to be spoiled on things. It's like oh I like oh yeah I like seeing tra- I like seeing trailer reveals and stuff like that. So I was like oh that kind of takes the fun out of it uh but at this point seeing like the next phase or whatever of like all the tv shows and like the movies and shit like that i'm just like it's just so exhausting like lady (laughs) thor seems cool you know yeah i mean i think that one's gonna be good um and i don't know if i'm gonna see the black widow movie i'm so pissed about what they did with black widow and endgame i can't even like (laughs) yeah begin to explain so yeah but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll get All into right, that if more... we ever need to release the fucking hidden endgame pod that we did. Oh, no. It's it's gone. No, it's yeah. still there, but it's it's gone. Oh. Uh, Alright, do you have any more thoughts for the spoiler section? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it will cover in the actual podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I have one kind of funny note in my thing, which is that, yeah, like, go it, going back to, like, the they keep returning to shield being cops thing uh i have this Mm. note in this that's like shield are cops bad 2019 me yes absolutely shield Uh, (laughs) maybe not actually let's move on and then just repeat that endlessly (laughs) yep pretty much that's uh definitely something they struggle with i mean yeah it just Mm -hmm. again I feel like they sh- they shy away from that after this season, but definitely this first season, it's front front and center. <laughs> yeah, it's it's front and center. the The frustrating thing to me is that they constantly, like I said, they constantly like put that in a crosshairs. Like, oh shit, like maybe this bureaucracy is very bad actually, and like extremely harmful, and like has the potential to go like so wrong, and like is like by its nature can go wrong um but then oh no it, it's just bureaucracy like as long as we rebuild the academy but good this time <laughs> everything will yeah work i out. feel like that's uh, i feel like they kind of address that in the winter soldier fall because they realize oh fuck this actually does suck a lot mm-hmm but then I, I agree with you. I think it is interesting that they're slowly returning to this organization that they were previously. I mean, it's it's very much not the huge organization that Shield used to be. Like it's yeah. it's still kind of a ragtag team. But in a lot of ways, it's a lot of ways. It's kind of it's worse because I it's kind of like it is the way Shield was originally, which is like nobody knew about it. Like by the time Winter Soldier happens, everybody knows that Shield exists, right? Yeah. Um, but now it's season six it's kind of like back to being like a shadow organization um i still think they're gonna legitimize it though at the end of yeah but still it's it is one of those things where it's like maybe doing everything that happened everything that shield was at season one but secret is somehow (laughs) is is really bad actually um yeah yeah because i remember when uh colson first hit the screen in iron man 
And mm-hmm. Tony Stark was like, who are you? Because he didn't know what S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, crazy to think about mm-hmm. now. But, yeah. Well, any more thoughts? We can wrap this up. Um, no, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think that's about it. Alright, well, we will be back with episode two uh, shortly, hopefully. And then yeah. we are hopefully, fingers crossed, gonna get, <laughs> I'm saying this now, gonna get the entire show done by the time season seven rolls around. That would be the dream. Oh my god, that would be incredible if we managed to do that. That would be yeah. a feat. I mean, we have like a year. We have like a year. Yeah, that's I think true. we could do it. How many? If we do our current schedule, I think I think we could do it. Maybe. We'd have to work, but we'll see. Oh yeah. Hopefully. Uh, but if not, you know, we'll still be around doing episodes, so mm-hmm. please consider subscribing to our uh, feed wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating. That would be great. Yep. Yeah. Um, by the time this goes up, we should have a Twitter account, I assume. Yeah, I assume um, we'll have a Twitter. We'll probably have It'll a Twitter account. It'll probably be at the bus podcast or something similar. Something, we'll something put it in like the that. description. Yeah, any, any, we still working out, like, podcast art, intro, outro music, so... Yeah. Any credits for that will also be in the description. Yeah. Just look at the description because that will be more organized than this outro is. <laughs> Absolutely. Almost certainly. Almost certainly because I can edit that outro and I can't edit my speaking right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening and uh, see you later. See ya. Art for this show is done by Melina Karan. You can find out at Squirrel Curls on Twitter. Huge thank you to the Abnormal Mapping Network for housing our podcast and many more. You can check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping and check out other shows on the network at abnormalmapping.com. Last but not least, thank you.